On this week's episode of Two Views Movies, we're back with an obscure top five list, our top five actors with the best filmography. Sponsored by the Buffalo Funds. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And it has been a long time since we did a top five. Yeah. Gosh, what? August? Oh, God, that long ago? At least, I think. You know, it would have been awesome if one of us had bothered to look up when the last time we did a top five was, other than a long time ago. Well, I assumed that you knew, and I was guessing. <laughs> was it Flares? It was Flares. So it was oh right after uh, that uh, Crawl movie. Yeah, that's right. Which was even longer ago. Wow. It has been a really, really long time since we got to a top five. Well, fortunately, thank you, February, for these wonderful releases that it's had that allows us a time to do top five. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I have a correction already. It was not top five scenes with flares. In fact, you and I should have both known this because we just mentioned this on our Event Horizon podcast. We did a top five horror movie concepts. Uh, Okay, so that was October-ish? Yes. Yeah, I think it was released on October 29th, episode 117. Uh, Yeah, I I remember that now. It's coming back. But that feels like August. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it might as well. We're splitting hairs at that point. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so you came up with this one, top five, what was it? I got to phrase this exactly right. I said it in the opening, but I got to get it right. It's the top five actors with the best filmography. Yeah, and we've talked about this a few times uh, on the side, um, gone back and forth. It's not the best actor, just happens to be the best actor in the best movies. Yes. Not even the best. An actor that's in the best movies, put it that uh, way. Right, right. And th- there's so much subjectivity happening in this <laughs> that uh, it, it's really all over the place. And and for somebody like me who is who is a researcher by day and just an analytical person in general, it is very hard for me to uh, just kind of eyeball things. But the problem is... If I really wanted to do this the way that I would do it, it would probably be several months of actual effort for me because I would be going in, like in the past, I've tried it with a group of friends where we sit down and do, uh, like we just map it out. Like we, we, we get somebody's list of movies and we say, was it good? Was it bad? And then we end up with like, this actor has X good, this actor has X bad. And obviously those can be subjective um, and they are subjective, but that was one way. Um I remember at one point, one time, I wrote a script that would go out and pull Rotten Tomatoes scores and I think IMDb scores for every movie in an actor's filmography and then average those and create like a calculation and I could run those and see what happened. So I've approached it that way. Um, I don't don't think there's a good way of doing it, basically. Uh, It it would be hard because then you don't want to rely on other people's scores too, right? You want your scores because your opinion that matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter about average score. It's what I think is the best movie. Right. 
And then uh, I remember we uh, scatter plotted uh, Kevin Costner's career. <laughs> uh, we we tried to get who had the the biggest swings between movies, and he was really good movie, terrible movie. Yes, really good movie, terrible movie. And we were trying to find who had a better, bigger swings than Kevin Costner. Yes, that one was more fun because I think it's one thing where like you and I could universally maybe agree on the bulk of an actor's movies and say, okay, you know, we might fight over this one, whether it's good or kind of good. But like, I feel like if you and I were to say good versus bad, we could probably come pretty close to bucketing things. The interesting one about the one you mentioned though, was we were, we weren't even really going for number of good and number of bad. It was more like volatility. Like, who just you know comes out with an awesome movie and then turns right around and drops a turd on everybody and like trying to figure that out was was a different slice of this but still equally fun. And one of the things that I found while going through this particular project is almost everybody like has a run of bad movies. Like there's like three or four in a row and then they get back on track or yeah. there's either they start their career slow or they or they've started to trail off and had some bad ones at the end. But there's usually like two or three like in a row that that are kind of stinkers. But Kevin Costner <laughs> was one of those that it was truly almost every other every other movie that was, you know, you know, blockbuster best and then absolute dog crap. <laughs> yeah, it was it was severe whiplash with Costner. I, I definitely remember that. So it's going to be crazy interesting to see i think what we come up with um because i think there's a few other caveats i've got to talk about before we get into this but uh before we get too much further let's go ahead and uh kick it over to buffalo funds this episode is sponsored by the buffalo funds a family of mutual funds based here in kansas city when the stock market goes down it may be a great time to contribute to your individual retirement account or ira don't wait until the end of the year to get your free ira investing report go to buffalofunds.com backslash podcast you can open up an account online directly with the buffalo funds and choose from their mix of u.s international dividend or income funds that's buffalofunds.com backslash podcast the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses must be considered carefully before investing. The summary and statutory prospectuses contain this and other important information about the investment company may be attained by calling 800-492-8332 or visiting buffalofunds.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual fund investing involves risk. Principal loss is possible. The Buffalo Funds are distributed by Quasar Distributors, LLC. And we appreciate Buffalo Funds for sponsoring this episode. Absolutely. So, what I was mentioning... Um... The thing that I feel like is really challenging with this is it it's really big. Like even if you just look at leading actors or even supporting actors, it starts to feel huge. Um and I'll even back up a step further. Like debating on whether you want to tackle this from an actor or actress standpoint is also really big. So like going into this, I was sort of like staring down the barrel of analysis paralysis where I was like, okay, where do I even begin? So I personally made an attempt to say, all right, I'm going to keep it with at least the more known stars that I like. I don't want to pick a that guy and just be like, oh, he had, you know, four really awesome movies, but he's that guy. I just, I, I didn't feel like I could get that level of research done where I felt like it would be uh, warranted. And then I also stuck with just actors and not actresses because again, I had to start chunking this thing out. So maybe if at a later time, I come back and revisit actresses and then I can have like a little top five versus top five of each and see how they shake out. That's cool. But I had to like start chunking this thing out for my own sanity. So that's, uh, those are a couple of the concessions I made very early on for myself. Yeah. And I kind of, 
wanted it originally to be maybe there's a that guy that's always in great movies and but i started leaning more towards the you know the main actors uh the headliners but one of the things that i i found myself needing in mind is they had to at least had a great movie that it couldn't just be really good movies across the board there had to be a great movie but then the other thing that i was competing with is uh separating great performances with great movies okay and so there's there's some really good actors that acted really well but the movies weren't great like they were great in them um, but the movies weren't great and i felt like uh, leo fell into a lot of that category of he's great the movies are all right hmm. you know okay and so they were uh, there was a lot of more just okay you know how, how i felt about but his yes, he has some great movies, but some of them are just okay. And just to give one example, he he did not make my list, but it was one of those uh, thoughts that I had going through of I had to try to separate the performance from just the overall rating of the movie. I think uh, I get it. I think given the nature of the list that we have, I feel like I I don't know that I addressed this already, like in my head. So I'm I'm kind of thinking out loud. I guess I feel like subconsciously I would have erred on the side of a better performance than a better movie because we are trying to talk about actors. And and I get the gist is that it's the best filmography. So you are kind of looking at the quality of movie. But I feel like given that we are talking about actors and their performances, that a great performance in a good movie uh, carries a lot of weight. Whereas if you were yeah. in a great movie but only had like a bit role, it's kind of like I mean, do you kind of, do you do you get credit for that? Like, uh, okay, you know, you just have to kind of play that game in your head. Yeah, and if it was a great movie and you had a bit role, I, I gave you credit for that. Okay, and I try I tried to just think of the rating of said movie. Okay, is is how I was doing this <laughs> online. Yeah. And I think that's where we're going to have a lot of conversations going into this because I think that there's also things to be considered like ratios. So you know, you're going to have people that have you know, four incredible movies and then, you know, five okay movies and two duds. Like, how do you weigh that out versus somebody that's got, you know, maybe like 20 good movies, only one great one, and then like eight duds. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you kind of have to assess the whole thing that's happening and figure out how they shake out. Yeah, and it was, uh, I was doing a plus minus scale of, uh, that's a great movie, plus that one was terrible and they got a minus type of thing. Okay. And so I was trying to mitigate the minuses. You don't you don't get credit for doing crappy movies. And so you, you get negative credit for that. So what do but you get the, for an okay movie, like an average movie? Or did that just get you a plus? It got you a plus, essentially if it's above average. Okay. It, it was a, basically a three. A three star gets you moving on and into the contest. But also another caveat we did not mention is we had to have seen said movies. Yes, that was very so important. If, so if we haven't seen the movie, they couldn't count for or against. And so um, I don't know if you've used him or not, but Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the best actors of a generation. And I've only seen three of his movies. And so even though I know these other movies are supposed to be good, I can't count those. Sure, but they also don't count negatively, right? They, they don't, don't count, count positively negatively, no. or negatively. But the three great movies get you on the list. And to me, I said no. Okay. Because I need more than that. Okay. So that's, uh, that's kind of get you inside inside the mind. Okay. 
All right. I think with that, we usually have some honorable mentions. Do you have some this time? I think at the end, I might throw some in. Okay. I don't know where you're going with all these, so um, I think we just uh, just go for, for your number five. Okay. I, I mean, I, I think I had one honorable mention. I mean, the only one comment I would say is that I'll tell my, my three main guys that I have right now are not on this list, and it pains me. Like, I wanted to do everything <laughs> I could to get Gosling, Driver, and Keanu on the list, but I couldn't. Uh, so that, that sucked. I hate going into it, you know, having your actors that you like and you want them to be better than what they are. Uh, but it, it, there's also something to be said about longevity when it comes to this kind of thing, because it is really hard to compare these guys who maybe like, I'll take Gosling, for example. I mean, what he's only been around the last 10 to 15 years. I mean, and he's going against guys that potentially have been doing this for decades. So, yeah, well, half my notes are, Against those three guys, so <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to put them on your list, and I was I was prepared, but now I just wasted you know hours of my time. Oh well, I, I don't feel so bad then. I'm glad you know that happened. <laughs> okay, so I'll start out. Uh, I'm going to go with number five. I I don't think anybody will be surprised by anything I have on my list, but um, especially this one, I had to put Brad Pitt on there. Um, it's a good choice. He's got volume. And he's got quality. He has very few movies, again, that I've seen that I would say uh, were not good. In fact, you know, I, I just kind of skimmed through it. And the only one that I saw uh, that I had seen that I did not like was The Tree of Life, which is a Terrence Malick movie. It's, it's very, very out there. Um, other than that, I either had him as... A, a series of okay movies. So things like Ad Astra, All the Oceans movies, World War Z, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, those are okay to me. But then when you get into like the the really good area, I mean, you've got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Fight Club, Bastards, uh, Seven, 12 Years a Slave, Big Short, 12 Monkeys. I mean, it, it just keeps going. Um, so I felt like he was easy once I looked at his. Like, uh, I, what I did with most of these was I pulled up their filmography and I just kind of glanced through. And you can quickly kind of, I guess, just give it the eyeball test. Be like, yes or no. Like, this is gonna, this is somebody I want to keep exploring. Or nope, they don't have it. And Brad Pitt was like an easy yes. Then it was just a matter of ranking those out. So uh, I felt like he's got depth. I felt like he's got quality, and I feel like he very rarely skews into the negative. Truly, I thought he'd be higher on your list. And he didn't make my cut, mainly because I wanted to get my number five in there that I didn't think you'd have. Okay. Um, but, but I did. I put a lot of thought into Brad Pitt. I mean, Legends of the Fall, I like. Interview with the Vampire, I like. Seven, Love, 12 Monkeys, The Devil's Own. You know, Fight Club is amazing. Yep. Snatch. You know, The Mexican, I like. Spy Game, eh. I do like all, all three uh, Oceans mm-hmm. movies especially his character, even though I try to move that out there. Rusty is fantastic. Um, Troy, I enjoy more than the average human. Mm-hmm. Um, the assassination of Jesse James. I mean, the, the, this guy, truly, he has very... Moneyball, did you mention Moneyball? I did. Uh, well, it's on my list. I don't think I got there when I was rattling a bunch off. The uh, the thing about World War Z is it's not a very good movie, but he elevates it. Yep, he does. You know, and so he makes it a above average movie. Not a great movie, but he makes it above average. Mm-hmm. Um, Fury was okay. Uh, I have Fury on my good list. I enjoyed Fury. See, I I didn't so much. And it, also, Allied, I didn't. Allied um, was fine. 
And then Ad Astra again. Yeah. They're they're all okay. So he ended kind of. I even gave him credit for Deadpool too, uh, for his cameo there. No, um, I didn't either. Have you seen Burn After Reading? I have. Yeah. Oh god, I that movie's so funny. Somehow missed that. Yeah. But but yeah, no, he truly he has a a great filmography, and it was more of a. I wanted to get other people on my list. Yeah. So, and he's and if even I'm got, quantifying, like you said, and put them, you know, the numbers into a database, I'm sure that he would come <laughs> out much, much higher. Yeah. And see, he's even got movies that I haven't seen. Like you mentioned, uh, The Devil's Own. If I have seen that, it was so long ago that I couldn't possibly begin to count it. Um, what else? Meet Joe Black. I've never seen Meet Joe Black. Uh, Legends of the Fall. I've never seen that. Benjamin Button. I've never seen. So, but I know of these, and I didn't count them, but I'm aware that people consider these good movies. So my assumption is that even of what I haven't seen of Brad Pitt, I feel like it's going to go a little bit higher than what I have him. Yeah, and for him, he truly, he fell off about 20 minutes ago off my list. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, you could have made him an argument for the number one pick. Agreed. So, yeah. No, that's a that's a good choice. No no argument here. Okay. So who who he got bumped for? Um, which is why I put him at five, uh, was was my good friend, Brendan Gleeson. Oh, man. I do love me some Brendan Gleeson. And so I, I picked him because I feel like he's kind of a that guy that people don't really know his name, but he's got some absolutely great movies in his repertoire. But then he does have a few stinkers. Yep. And so the, uh, I mean, the main ones... That, that you're looking for. Um, I haven't seen Paddington 2, but you said that's good. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. I, I wasn't obsessed with it like the internet was. Edge of Tomorrow, one of my favorite movies. It's creeping up my all-time list. Uh, absolutely love that. He doesn't have a big part in it, but he's in there. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Braveheart, one of the best movie of all time. <laughs> so that gives him a little bump. Uh, yeah, of all these Harry Potter movies that he's... He's in there. In Bruges, one of your favorites. Oh, God, that's so good. We got uh, more Harry Potters. Kingdom of Heaven, which is, I think, underrated. It's above average, but it's not great. Uh, Troy, again, I mentioned that I like Troy. The uh, Gangs of New York, great choice, great movie. Uh, he's just just really solid. And then you get to that Mission Impossible 2. Mm-hmm. You're like, Ah, and then Lake Placid, you're like, mm-hmm. eh. and so I gave him kind of a pass on those because they were so early, earlier in his career. Uh, they were post Braveheart, but hadn't really gotten his his footing as a as a good actor. Yeah, I so I, I gave him a pass on those two. That's tough because I I, I agree. I like Braveheart, In Bruges, Gangs of New York. The Harry Potters don't do anything for me, so I I really would not have counted those. Paddington too, and. Eh. Troy was already on my ant list. Cold Mountain, uh, it looks like he's in. I don't remember him in that, but that's fine. But then, like, The Village is just okay. AI, I didn't really care for. MI2, we have a podcast on that. It sucks. Assassin's Creed sucks. Smurfs 2 sucks. Um, So we're really quickly getting into, like, the number of pluses and minuses for me are starting to even out on Brendan. But then I would have to start thinking about how much of a plus some of those are. Because clearly Braveheart is, is a strong plus. So is Gangs of New York. Um, and Bruges would be one for me. But, I mean, 
I feel like, I, I don't know. I'll be interested to hear the rest of your list. I like Brendan Gleeson. I think you have some good thoughts there, but I'm not sure that the pluses outweigh the minuses here enough to be a top five all time. Like, I don't know. That's, that seems like a stretch. And as I prefaced, he was when I was trying to almost force feed onto my list. Okay. Because he was more of a, a guy you don't normally think about. But sure. that's why he's at, at the bottom. And again, he's probably much, much lower in actuality. But I thought he, he warranted uh, mentioning because every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, he is in Braveheart. And he is in this. And oh, that's the guy from Braveheart, you know. And uh, the, now I even know his name. So it's uh, it's one of those that he's worked his way in, <laughs> even with, uh, you know, half performances. Yeah. I just don't see how you could kick Brad Pitt out for him. Like, maybe if there was somebody else. Because I knew you'd about. have Brad Pitt on. Oh, uh, yeah. But see, you got, how you, that works. You got to make your you got to make your <laughs> list. You got to you can't be taking stuff out because you think I'm going to do something. You got to you got to make it yours because I, I don't think I would want to go in front of the committee and say I'm going to vote Brendan Gleeson for best filmography over Brad Pitt. That's that's not a take I would want to do. That's true. I I I concur with that. <laughs> I feel like we're off to a shaky start with yours, but I we'll no. See I think yourself. I think everything else is going to be true to form. Okay, but he was he was the one that, and uh, he was almost an honorable mention. But I, I thought, you know what, I want to talk about him a little bit longer than than normal. Okay, and so so that you got you got Brennan in there. I like Brennan. I mean, you you want you definitely went after somebody that I want to say yes, but then in good conscience, just knowing that you said you took Brad out for him, I just. That that's where it falls apart for me. <laughs> okay, so who's your number four? All right, so number four is probably okay. It definitely somebody with the longest filmography. Uh, I don't know, maybe <laughs> around. Um, and this is one that there are a lot of mediocre and bad movies. But when you start to think about the ones that are good, it's almost stupid how good they are and what roles he's known for in those. Um, so I went with Harrison Ford. Wow. Not who I thought that buildup was about. Really? That I, is wow. Okay. I mean, I already, I had already searched for <laughs> these other person. Okay. On my, on IMDb and now I have to pull up old Harrison. Okay. I mean, let me just make a blanket statement. The okay. guy, the guy is Han Solo. Yes, the so guy there's is... five movies, five movie, the five yeah. best Star Wars he's in. He somehow managed to dodge the bottom four. Right, exactly. Uh, genius, genius he's... sidestepping on those. Right, he is Indiana Jones, and yes, we yeah. we know he has we to eat one the minus. crystal skull on there. I get yeah. that, and he is Jack Ryan. I mean, yeah, twice. Uh, uh, no, three times. Oh, yeah, twice. You're right, twice. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, correct, twice. So, I mean, those are names. And roles that you just say them, and, and people know that. And again, he's also got other movies too. So, like, let, I mean, I'm gonna clearly talk about um, those. But you know, you also gotta throw in, you know, the Air Force Ones of the world, right? I mean, I, I you get a massive negative, which I, I don't even think I've seen this, but I just I know of it. I know you'll you'll dispute this because you and Larson go at it, but Hollywood homicide, I assume is just a, a, a massive negative um, for anybody that's seen it. So Harry, great. <laughs> he does. Have, I mean, the fugitive is great. 
Thank you. I was waiting for that one. Yeah, I mean, The Fugitive is super underrated. Um, I'm I'm just okay on, on the Blade Runners, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, Blade Runner, I'm not one of those people that think it's like the best movie ever. Um, you know, he's also got some smaller roles in other movies, but you do get into the... Oh, I mean, I mentioned Hollywood Homicide. You know, he's got some movies like uh, I think Apocalypse I've, Now. I mean, Apocalypse Now is a, is a great one. I was trying to go more for the ones that I don't like him in. Um, some of the more yep. cheesy ones, like you know, Random Hearts. I think I saw that one a long time ago. Um, Witness is just okay. Uh, Firewall was terrible. Um, so he does have a lot of a lot of volume at times that I feel is just like okay if not skewing bad but my god those pluses are just insane so okay so i agree i love harrison ford he's one of my favorite actors of all time and i was trying to fit him in this box i'm like he's got han solo and he's got indiana jones and then uh dr richard kimball mm-hmm. like the, the, that's what i was really trying to to get him in there but you gotta Paranoia. give him jack ryan too oh yeah and jack ryan okay. thank you thank you uh Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, bad. Paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ender's Game, even though his name is Colonel Graf. You know, that's not <laughs> a good movie. Nothing. Yeah. Two Fs, even. Uh, 42, he, uh, good movie. Expendables yeah. 3. Yeah. You know, and then uh, he was uh, in Morning Glory, which is another reason why I was trying to get him in. That was my first date with my wife. But okay. it's a terrible movie. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, The Widowmaker, K-19. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, these are not good movies. Nope. And um, uh, what what lies beneath? Actually, it's good fine. movie. Yeah, it's fine. Good movie. So, but no, I love Harrison Ford. I'm not going to argue against him. Uh, he was he was on the honorable mention list, but there was just so many at the end. Like I'm like I'm like you. I'm not a uh, a Blade Runner fan of either. Um, and so that didn't weight me into another franchise at all. Yep, I agree. Um, and so it was really love me some Han Solo, love Indiana Jones, and uh, that's kind of where it, it it was. So I I I left. Yeah, I left old uh, old Harrison off. So this is one of those that he does have depth. I mean, you can't argue the number of movies. What was it? Five five solid Star Wars movies, uh, three Indiana Jones, two Jack Ryan's, and then some others in there, like you know we mentioned. So he does have that, but it's also one of those things where when you compare him to everybody else, like how many people can say they have uh, three iconic movie franchises under their belt, right? Like it's not just like three good movies; it's three iconic franchises. Like that's insane. That's true. And I will say, because of that, Harrison Ford made me do the unthinkable, which was consider Sylvester Stallone for this argument. Because I was like, well, <laughs> if Harrison Ford gets Han Solo and Indiana Jones, I mean, there's Rocky and Rambo. We at least have to acknowledge that, right? So then I had to go do my due diligence on that. And, you know, it didn't quite shake out like I maybe wanted it to. No, I, I, I considered Stallone too. And I was like, well, there's seven Rockies right there. <laughs> right. You know, there are eight. There's eight that he, I could put into his, uh, in my mind, all our, our five-star movies. That increases his uh, his ranking. Yeah. And then all of these direct-to-DVD uh, uh-huh. movies that he has, I've seen. And so those those suck really, really bad. Yeah. And those pull all those down. Yep. I'm with you. I mean, I was trying to swing Oscar, you know? <laughs> And like, like, come on, Stallone. <laughs> no, couldn't quite get there. Stop or my mom will shoot, you know? 
<laughs> okay, Harrison Ford. Not not where I thought you were going. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So my number four. Um you're I think you're gonna be disappointed that he's down to number four for my list. I think you would have pegged him um much higher for me. Okay. And it it comes with uh with longevity and movies of greatness as well as a kind of a franchise under his tag. A couple franchises actually, and that's uh Mel Gibson. Oh, that wasn't inevitable that he would be on your list, but you're right. I, yes. I probably thought he'd be think he'd be, he'd be down at four? Uh, no, I didn't. I figured top three for sure, so I'm a little surprised. I do. I love I love me Mel Gibson. Uh, I mean, you got Mad Max. You have The Lethal Weapon, one, two, three, and four. Three is the worst, but I still really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamlet, uh, Air America, Forever Young. I mean, these are okay movies. Mm-hmm. Man Without a Face, but then you get Maverick, which is one of most underrated movies. I think it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Uh, love him in it. Obviously, Braveheart, best movie of all time. Ransom, yeah, Conspiracy Theory. Conspiracy yeah, Theory payback. is just an okay one. It's okay. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah. Payback, I really enjoy. Not the director's cut. They're, and if you've never seen The Difference, they are very different movies. Okay. Like, almost completely different movies. <laughs> the, the second half. Uh, I was very surprised. I bought Payback, the uh, director's cut, for my collection and was very confused at what I was watching because mm-hmm. that was not what I remembered. But uh, both are still good. And he's got the, the bounce between, you know, comedic and action uh, and drama. Obviously, We Were Soldiers. Um, I think that's an excellent movie. Okay. Signs, I love. Uh, we're getting to... Uh, Oh, he he made a mistake in his comments, and his movies start to drop. Yeah, you know. And then you start getting, you know, Expendables three, Bloodfather, Daddy's Home two, um, not not ending well, but has enough there to to definitely keep him on the list. I feel like Mel's inclusion on this list for me hinges entirely on the lethal weapon franchise i feel it like definitely helps if you take that away he is in very large danger of falling off the list he still has good really? movies i mean i won't argue braveheart signs i mean mad maxes are fine patriots fine i mean patriots braveheart too you know i agree with you on maverick even something like what women want is actually surprisingly funny um but ransom? i i ransom is fine fine I don't. It's I wouldn't. Better than fine. I haven't seen it in a while, but I I would put it in the good. I would have put it in if I had great, good, and not. I would have put it in the good. But I feel like the lethal weapons are really like the linchpin there that just would tip it into him possibly being on my list. And um, I feel like you take those away, I think Mel falls off. I mean, that's four solid movies there of a really good character that he's known for. But if that goes away. I, I don't know if he's got enough strength there to, to keep it going. I I can see that argument. I can see that. I mean, that's a big part. I mean, that's four movies yeah. in the in his prime. Yes. You know? And so that, that's... Uh, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, because I'm... Because scr- if, you take out, if you take out Han Solo, you still have Indiana Jones and, mm-hmm. and a good, uh, good run of other movies. Yep. And same with Indiana Jones. You can fall back on... On that okay yeah mill never quite got that that second franchise which is fine you don't have to have a franchise to be on this list but i feel like 
he's got a, a solid drop off after that kind of top threshold. And my main thing was him, with him is he didn't have any terrible movies that I've seen. Okay. And so I was looking through there was nothing that was just terrible. You know, I've seen Get the Gringo, you know, Machete Kills. I mean, it is what it is. That's I don't even remember him one. in Machete Kills. He's uh, the bad guy. Okay, yeah, I don't remember. I, we've seen that, but I don't I remember think, that. Yeah. Um, you know, Daddy's Home 2. I mean, it's not a good movie. Yeah. But I, I didn't not. like Conspiracy Theory. I was just, But I also haven't seen it probably since I was a kid, so. Yeah, that's been a long time. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... it's Above average, I think. Okay, I'd have to watch it again. So, so that that was the main thing with Mel is there were there were no bad movies that I've seen on his list. Okay, all right. Um, number three, I guess we're gonna have to start getting into a little bit of a scrap here because uh, somebody that you already called out as not being on your list is on mine right now, and that Leonardo. is Leo. Um, again, I think this goes to probably percentages. In the sense that Leo has not made a lot of movies. Like, even according to Letterboxd, I think he's around 50. And and usually on Letterboxd, you know, you can throw out probably on a big name guy like this, you can throw out 15 or 20 of those because they end up being like specials on Titanic and, you know, documentaries production. that they narrate and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, you just got to kind of get rid of some of that. But uh, I even think he's got a couple good ones that should be good that I have not seen. But if we're just going through what he's seen, I mean, Inception, I feel like, is a top movie of all time. Um, is that his best movie? Uh, mm, is that his... Okay, so when you say best movie, do you mean like... To you? Uh, yes, I, I think Inception is a genius movie. I think it's action. I think it's a great plot. I think uh, you could watch it over and over again and it never gets old. Um, it's probably my favorite of his movies, but best, I mean, I'm staring down the barrel of like, as I just read this inception, the departed gangs of New York and Wolf of wall street. Those movies are stupid. I mean, they are insanely good movies. I would actually swap out uh, wolf of wall street for revenant. If, the, if I was going for his top. Okay. Yeah, but then yeah. So like, even if we like go a, a a smidge past that, yeah, you're into Revenant, Django, which he was good in, and it's a good movie. You're in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're in like Catch Me If You Can, and we haven't even like thrown Titanic in there, which we you know is obviously a great movie. Um, and then you get some of the random ones. Like I enjoyed Blood Diamond. It's been a while since I've seen it. I thought Revolutionary... Uh, I, I, I did not on Blood Diamond. Oh, okay. I did not enjoy that movie. Um, I thought Aviator was just okay. I thought Revolutionary Road was just okay. Same with Shutter Island. So now we're getting in, down into the okays. Gilbert Grape is okay. I would probably put Quick in the Dead and The Beach as not so good. I don't think I really enjoyed those. I haven't seen Gatsby. haven't seen Romeo and Juliet. I haven't seen Body of Lies. And then we get into some of the other stuff. Like I even haven't seen Basketball Diaries, which I assume is probably something I might really like. Uh, just a, a hole in my filmography, but I would argue that Inception, Departed, Gangs of New York, Hollywood, Wolf of Wall Street, Django Unchained, and Revenant, and Catch Me If You Can, I would argue that those eight movies um, are a lot better than most other people's top eight movies. So I, there's no doubt that he acts better 
in these movies than you know most any other actor like kudos to him he's he's a great actor like the man the iron mask the beach you know the aviator and uh was it jay edgar you know those things even the great gatsby i did not enjoy uh those movies um love the revenant love inception not as much as you but i don't think anybody could (laughs) um you know i i really like the wolf of wall street uh django i love um shutter island was okay body of lies was okay Mm -hmm. um and departed was was a great movie Mm -hmm. um so it's yeah he's, he's definitely up there um i just thought his swings he swung lower than than the ones that were on my list, uh, with exception of one, um, and so that's why I didn't I didn't add him to mine. See, I, I don't think it was it was very long list either. Oh no, I felt I, like I, I felt like I was looking at it and go, oh, that's all he's done. I feel like he should have done more. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely quality over quantity, but he's also still relatively young, so there's that yes. that goes into it. But I also don't feel like out of the ones I've seen, like none of them were movies that I just flat out didn't like. So even though he might, I mean, like I said, those seven or eight are seven or or eight really, really great movies, like nominated movies, either for him or the movie itself. And I just personally enjoy them all. And then when you get down into the other ones, like they're not movies where I'm like, oh, that sucked. It's more like, okay, they're fine. Like a, like a three-star fine movie. So if your floor is a three-star movie, I mean, that's a really good filmography. And then especially when your other ones are coming in at, you know, five stars. I mean, for me, Inception, Departed, Gangs of New York, Revenant, and Wolf of Wall Street. I I haven't double-checked this, but those are either four and a half or five-star movies. And then the other couple ones we talked about are four-star movies. So, I mean, that's that's impressive. It's it's a hard one to argue. That's true. Yeah. So, there's my boy Leo. I You came out the gate talking about Leo, and uh, there he is for me at number three. <laughs> I figured he'd make your list too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was either him or Adam Driver. I couldn't figure which, which one you were going to draw. So my number three is who I thought you were describing when it uh, was Harrison Ford. Uh, this guy's filmography is insane. There are lots of ups and downs, but I think the ups outweigh the downs. Uh, and this is a sheer volume pick. Okay. So uh, when you start... With uh, coming to America, uh, it's it's a good it's a good start to to kick off the uh, the career here, and it's it's Samuel Jackson. Oh, okay. Who, who's in just about everything? Because the next one that I have on my list from after coming to America was Goodfellas, which I didn't even know he was in. <laughs> yeah, and that's where like I would I would honestly want to go back and be like, where is he in that? In order to determine whether he gets credit for that, he's also in Patriot Games. Jesus, he, get, he he gets to put that feather in his cap. He's going to do this a lot, you know. Just so you know, and that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Even though he's been in some some great movies too, you got True Romance, Jurassic Park. This one's for you, Loaded Weapon. Oh I God, love. I love Loaded Weapon. Pulp Fiction. You know, then uh, even the there's some movies like Kiss of Death mm-hmm. that aren't good, but then you have Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Long Kiss Goodnight, eh. Yeah, Great White Hype, eh. A Time to Kill, great movie. 187, eh. Jackie Brown, my least favorite, or almost least favorite uh, Tarantino movie. 
but you get just about all of the Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. You get Negotiator. Yeah. Unfortunately, you have Episode One, Two, and Three. Yep. A Star Wars brings it down a little bit. Deep Blue Sea. Then you come back with Unbreakable. Shaft was not good, but you have <laughs> Rules of Engagement, which yeah. is above average. Above average. Okay. I think. Um, yes, you do get Triple uh, X's. Sorry. Um, still scrolling. I mean, there was there was 162 on here. Both Incredibles, Kill Bill, Kill Bill One and Two. He's just a narrator okay. in that. He is just the narrator. So we quantified it. If IMDb gave him credit, then he got credit. I don't care for Coach Carter so much. Snakes on a Plane is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he starts getting really into, hey, Samuel Jackson is a good actor. And they start putting him in, you know, Iron Man. So I'm going to get all the Marvel movies, which just skyrocketed him up my list. Inglorious Bastards, narrator again. You get uh, The Other Guys, which is an underrated <laughs> comedy. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Isn't he, I think he's barely hilarious. in that though, right? He's in the movie. Okay. Iron Man yeah. 2, Thor, you know, Captain America. You keep, I'm still scrolling. Avengers, Django. Old Boy, which I liked, you didn't. No. That remake. Robocop, the remake. Not wonderful. Um, again, Winter Soldier. You have The Hateful Eight. Age of Ultron. Tarzan. Another Triple X. Unicorn Store. Hitman's Bodyguard. King Kong. You know, this just keeps keeps rolling. Yeah. He's throwing glass. You know, the guy is in so many movies that he like all the Tarantinos elevate, and then all the Marvel movies elevate his filmography so much that then you throw in a Goodfellas and a Coming to America just to boot around. I mean, he had to make my list, just a sheer volume. Yeah, I mean, some of those Marvel movies, I, I would dispute uh, whether he gets credit for that. Um, we I, talked about this I, prior to... Prior to making our list. I personally just didn't even research Sam Jackson because I feel like with, I mean, like I'm looking at Letterboxd right now. And again, I know we talked about that you have to throw out some because of, you know, when you, when you narrate or when you, whatever, um, you know, the, the entry count gets inflated, but 190 movies, I mean, just basic math will tell you that even when he's got good ones, the quantity of okay to not good ones is going to probably come close to eradicating that. I mean, but I also haven't seen a lot of these so-called bad movies. I mean, yes and no, I'm just telling you why I didn't engage in those. Um, because like, even as I'm looking at, you know, I've got his letterbox page up sorted by like my ratings. I mean, inglorious bastards. I, I don't think you get credit for being a narrator. I, I, I just don't. Um, I don't know what he is in Goodfellas, right? Uh, I mean, Spider-Man Far From Home, there's a, a small role, that's fine. You know, it just, he's all over the place. The, so, you, it's not his performances, it's his filmography, movies he's been in. Well, right, but I also feel like at some point you have to apply some level of common sense. Like, I, I don't think I would count Sam Jackson on Inglorious Bastards as a narrator for like a, a two minute segment. Like I I just don't 
I know what he's doing in that, and I, I can't give him credit for that. Well, I did. <laughs> oh, I know. So I can. But, I, I mean, I won't disagree with it, because, I mean, when the guy is in that much, he's bound to have, I mean, when you make 190 movies, if you do 10% that are great, you're sitting at 19. Um, that's a lot of great movies. Um, but I mean, then without have, his narration in that movie, it would not be the same. <laughs> I, I would disagree with that. Um, so I'm not... It wouldn't be the same. I'm not going to... I mean, he's credited in the in the Rise of Skywalker. Like, for... Like his a, voice? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyways, I guess I'm not going to disagree with it because, I mean, when it comes to like the pinnacle of filmographies, I mean, it's clearly Sam Jackson. The guy is has not turned down a movie since like the mid 80s. Um, I just am saying that's why I didn't engage on him because I just felt like it was going to be so volume heavy that uh, I don't know. I guess I felt like it wouldn't have done it justice. Like, I feel like it's going to cancel Be- out basically. Between Marvel and Tarantino. I bet he has more of my four plus movies than almost any other actor, just in volume. Because there's 23 Marvel movies and he's in probably 20 of them. Yeah. Outside of Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know which ones he's not in, but and I I rate all of those pretty high <laughs> yeah. based on my my love for Marvel. And then Tarantino's the lowest one was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he's not even in that. Right. So it, uh, he just has, he's in great movies. And okay. That's, uh, that's why he got the number three. And, and because of his parts is in the sheer volume is why he got, uh, he stayed at, at right there at the three mark. Okay. I, uh, I, I won't disagree anymore. I've, I've said my part on that. I, I don't think I can <laughs> disagree. I mean, he's got a lot. So I, I voiced my opinion and, and we'll move on. <laughs> All right. Um, Number two. This is also a high volume person, but I would say in a much more agreeable um, and widely acknowledged sense of the word. Okay. Um, Going with Tommy Thunder. Tom Cruise. Yeah. It It is hard to deny. I mean, you can say what you want about Tom Cruise, which people do. Um, You can say that he plays it safe. Fine. But... The guy makes enjoyable movies, and you scroll through the filmography, and it, it's just right there in your face. I mean, the only Mission Impossible that I would say sucks is number two. All the others are good to very good. Top Gun, A Few Good Men, Rain Man, Last Samurai, Edge of Tomorrow, Magnolia, Minority Report, Tropic Thunder, Collateral, Interview with the Vampire, Jerry Maguire. I mean, I'm just kind of bouncing around. I mean, those are all really solid movies. Um, the only ones I have of his that I've seen that I would say suck are, we mentioned Mission Impossible 2. I'm not a fan of Cocktail. I thought The Mummy was terrible. And Far and Away, I just never liked. But even the ones that kind of teeter in the middle, so like American Made, Oblivion, The Jack Reachers, Vanilla Sky, The Outsiders, Valkyrie, Days of Thunder... Those aren't bad movies. They're fine. They're solid, enjoyable, entry-level movies. So I feel like he's got a lot of very good movies, enjoyable movies, and then a fairly high floor of things that he turns in. And he's been doing it for 30-some-odd years, at least. So I feel like it's hard. 81. Yeah. Taps was 81, yeah. I feel like it is very hard to deny the fact that Tom Cruise uh, typically makes very good movies. 
So I mentioned already Edge of Tomorrow is one of my favorite movies and Climbing Up. Uh, a Few Good Men is as close to as a perfect movie as I think you can get. Um, I absolutely love that movie. And when looking through his filmography, Mission Impossible 2 and Vanilla Sky were towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valkyrie and uh, oh, there's one more. And The Mummy that, that you mentioned. Yeah. Were the were the ones that were I would say below average. Okay, um, I can see that. War of the Worlds is average as well. I skipped over that one. I would say that I, I liked it. Um, the uh, but when you look at how often he just puts out just good stuff, like okay, so when I mentioned earlier about the uh, having a run of three bad movies, he was kind of my example that I was looking at. Um, I did not enjoy Magnolia. Some people love it. I like it. Um, but then you get Eyes Wide Shut, Mission Impossible 2, and then Vanilla Sky all in a row. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back with uh, Minority Report and then doesn't really slow down. Yeah. Like, I, like, I love him in Collateral, um, him and Jamie Foxx and that. I just I like him as the bad guy. Um, I've never seen Lions for Lambs. Me either. Um, you skipped over Last Samurai in there too, by the way. Um, I did. Yeah, he yeah, Minority Report, then Last Samurai, and then Collateral. I mean, that's a that's a great yeah. bounce back from from those movies that I did not like. Yeah, and, uh, and in his defense, in what what year would that have been? In two thousand, Mission Impossible two was really good in two thousand. Like I yeah, I think liked it in two thousand. Yes, I think we liked it in two thousand. It not so much <laughs> now, but at the time it was cool. So I, I don't know that that matters necessarily because we're in 2020, but at the time I think it, it was it was cool. So and you even get up to the the Jack Reachers that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and I like them. They're, They're not fine. great movies. Um, so spoiler alert: uh, Tom Cruise was my number one guy. Oh wow! So he is my number one spot. Okay, and so uh, I really the Jack Reacher was my tiebreaker. Okay, over my number two guy who I equated it to the equalizer. Oh, so, okay, so Den- okay. Uh, so Denzel Washington was my number 2. Okay. And I was like, well, equalizer is not as good as Jack Reacher and that was my tiebreaker. They are very similar. They they're very similar, but Jack Reacher Although, Reacher is a much better movie. Um uh yeah. Equalizer 2 is the worst out of all four of those. Agreed. Okay. I, where I was debating is like, I think Jack Reacher 1 is the best, and then I was trying to debate Equalizer 1 and Jack Reacher 2 in my head. But I, I think we're probably close to the same thing on that. So to wrap up Tom Cruise, I, I have no argument because obviously I have him higher than even you do. Okay. Um, and so that was, uh, I, I agree completely. The guy's been consistent and he's been doing it a long time and he continue. he hasn't dropped off at all like uh, my boy Mel has. Uh, he just keeps putting out good stuff yep so i'd like to argue can't <laughs> okay tommy thunder it is yep so back to uh, my number two which is denzel i mean you got i start off with movies like glory you know he he's really great in that or that movie's a great movie um i've never seen malcolm x so i can't comment on that pelican brief is okay philadelphia is excellent um virtuosity is not an excellent movie but crimson tide is Mm -hmm. um crimson tide 
I think gets kind of forgotten by people, and it is amazing. It, I I love that movie. Yeah, love I, that movie. I mean, him and Gene Hackman playing off of each other is just fantastic. It is absolutely, and you get a little uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth, mm-hmm. and he got game. Um, but which I think is one of his most underrated movies is Fallen. I don't know if you've seen Fallen or seen Fallen lately, but I absolutely love that movie. I have not seen it in a very long time, probably since the days of Blockbuster. That's uh, that movie like blew my mind, and I like watching it again and again. It's just just a just a great movie. Mm-hmm. Then you got uh, you know, Remember the Titans and Training Day. Um, then you get to one of the all t- top three movies of uh, on my list, which is Man on Fire. Mm-hmm. And so you had to have that great movie, and that was the one that I was like, okay, uh, I I got to put him in there for for that. Um, there's Book of Eli, which is good. Uh, Equalizer, not good. He, he's kind of fallen off a little bit at the end because I didn't enjoy uh, Equalizers. Uh, Magnificent Seven wasn't all that good. Two yeah. Guns wasn't all that good. Flight wasn't very good. I liked in Safe House. I liked that I already say Book of Eli. I yeah. like that. Um, and so he's got some really great movies, and even the ones he's not good, they're not terrible. Um, have you seen Unstoppable? I have not. Okay, that was one I know. I think you and I talked about watching randomly for a retro. Uh, I know it's directed by Tony Scott, who also did Man on Fire and Top Gun and other movies. Um, and I've heard people say that it's way better than it should be. Well, it doesn't look like it's supposed to be good. Uh, agreed. Completely. That's why I haven't watched it. <laughs> like Under Siege 2. That's what I felt like when I watched the trailer. <laughs> I, I will also say that I think what you said about Leo almost is how I feel about Denzel. In that some of these movies, I don't know how I necessarily feel about the movie. But Denzel can just be so good in them that you aren't sure whether the movie is good or whether it was just him that was really good. Like... I remember thinking, like, I'll pick American Gangster. Like, I think that's a really good movie as I remember it. But I also remember just being like, dude, Denzel just killed it. So, like, which is it? Is it a good movie or is it, is it him? I think it's hard. Well, to... and that's what, well, that's what I felt about, like, The Manchurian Candidate, uh, Antoine Fisher, and John Q. All of those, I thought Denzel was awesome, but the movies just weren't very good. I would agree with that. I, I, I've seen Manchurian and John Q, and I, I, I would say I have the same takeaway on that one. Yeah, even Deja Vu, you know, he elevates these not very good movies. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, mm-hmm. I mean, John Travolta does his best to ruin that, <laughs> but, but Denzel's trying to equal him out, and so it comes out to an average movie. Yeah. And so there's a, uh, he, that's where, that's where I was really trying to get away from the actor, because he's, he would obviously lead one of the best actors lists that we have. Right. Um, so I was trying to really pinpoint the movies and he's in some of my favorite movies of all time. And so he gets the, uh, the number two spot. Okay. Yeah. I would really like to go revisit some of his older movies that I remember liking, but I just don't know how much like Ricochet, Courage Under Fire, Fallen and the Pelican Brief, that squad of nineties movies there. Um, I feel like I know that they're good. Uh, Ricochet, I'm the least certain of, but like Courage Under Fire, Fallen, and Pelican Brief, I, I feel like those are good. I just don't remember how good. I don't know. 
about Courage Under Fire. I remember liking that when I saw it, but I mean, that was 1996, so uh, I would need to revisit that. I feel like it's more of a, a Meg Ryan vehicle I than a Denzel Washington one. I was just about to say that. Uh, and that was she's the helicopter crash yes. or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But I, I won't disagree. That didn't stand out as, as memorable to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and you didn't mention Fences. I know you were just okay on that. I I, I liked that movie, but again, I, I also feel like that's one where that's just Denzel going nuts on the screen. And see that that was a, again another good performance. Yeah. but I felt the movie was eh. sure. Which, which I I, mean, I, I, I know people loved it, but that's not my my jam. Yeah, yeah, I got it. So there you go. That's my number two. Okay. And my number one. So <laughs> right, we'll right. kick it back to you for your number one. Okay. Well, this is somebody else you mentioned, and I, I'm putting my neck out on this one. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. I went with Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, did. All, all three of his movies. Yeah. So I fully admit I have only seen four of his movies. But, I mean, those four. So at some point, it's like, uh, you know, you, you take four threes in a game, and you make all four. I mean... Is that better than somebody who, you know, went three of, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even equate it. Like, it's just, at some point, it's about the quantity of movies. And he, like, when you go to his letterbox, like, he's he's got, um, what is it? I see 34 things that he's listed for. And again, you got to throw out probably at least 10 of those, if not more. And the ones I, I, I am I am cheating a little bit. The ones I haven't seen, so something like Lincoln, which was up for, he was up for a nomination and it was up for Best Picture. It doesn't always mean anything. In the Name of the Father, he was up for uh, an award, an Academy Award, and same with My Left Foot. And it looks like he's in Gandhi, which was a Best Picture candidate. So I am I am probably cheating a little bit in the sense that like there's clearly some goodness there in those movies that I don't know. But even if I just take the four that I've seen, I thought he was amazing in Phantom Thread. I thought it was a solid movie. But Mohicans is awesome, and he's freaking awesome in it. Gangs of New York is awesome, and again, he's freaking awesome. And There Will Be Blood is one of the best performances and best movies I, I've ever seen. It, it would probably be in my top 20 movies of all time. And actually, Gangs of New York would be in that consideration too. Um, so I just felt like the ratio there is just too much to deny. Does he have four five-star movies to you? He has, uh, let's see, There Will Be Blood should be five stars. I don't know if it is. Gangs of New York is either four and a half or five. I think Phantom Thread was four and a half, and I think Mohicans is four and a half. So I don't think he goes below four and a half on the the four that I have logged. See, and and like I led, that wasn't enough for me. Um, I've only seen three, so I haven't seen Phantom Thread. Uh, Gangs in New York, There Will Be Blood, and Last of the Mohicans, which I think we've named like all of my top ten movies now. <laughs> right, right. Now that we've added Mohicans, uh-huh. um, and that uh, so when I keep saying it's one of my favorite because we've named like my top ten, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Last of the Mohicans, yeah, absolutely. Um, Gangs in New York, I think is a really really good movie, um, and There Will Be Blood. His performance was amazing. I don't think the movie is amazing, but he absolutely is is fantastic in it. But I keep coming back to there's just not enough there. Uh, and I get that. I totally do. And I just put my neck out there because I felt like 
at some point I needed to acknowledge that, you know, pulling off the four movies and performances that he did uh, also says something about his selectability. Like, I feel like anybody can do Sam Jackson in a way. Anybody can just take on volume and just hope that your numbers work out. Uh, to be selective with your work and then crush it when you are being selective, I, I feel like says says a lot. So, um, you know, I, I debated a long time about him and Tom Cruise because it's sort of not really opposites, but I mean, there are two different approaches. You know, there's Tom Cruise has a lot of volume, but I don't, I don't know if I have a five star Tom Cruise. I mean, a few good men would probably be a five star or four and a half for me. Um, but my point with him is that like, you know, he's got a bunch of great and good movies, but you know, he's also got the the middle and just a somewhat okay. But then you have Daniel Day-Lewis who's just got like these four sitting there that are just like incredible. I'm just Well, doesn't that say something that you've only seen four? Uh that the other ones just weren't really appealing to you? Or you well, I mean, yes, picked them up? yes and no. I mean, part of that is the guy just doesn't make a whole lot. So then I think your your opportunities are just not not as much, right? So I mean, these other guys are pumping movies out like once a year that are highly marketed and all that stuff. Like that's just not what he's doing. So sometimes there's just not a lot of attention drawn to them. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there might be some of that in there. Well, see, I think if you only saw four of Leo's movies and you looked at the most hyped movies that he made, I sure. think that he would have all five, even higher rating than what Daniel Day-Lewis did. Oh yeah. It's totally but the fact that you've seen the rest of his is uh, what's bringing him down in your books. Well, it's, to- it's totally the ratio. Yeah. I mean, if maybe if I watched some of those other Daniel day Lewis movies, I would think less of him. And that is part of the equation is that it's only the things that we've seen, but there's also the chance that I roll out there and see, uh, in the name of the father and my left foot. And I'm like, Oh wow. Now we're up to six movies that are four and a half stars or five stars. Like that's possible. So yeah, I had to acknowledge the ratio. I and I had to put it out there, but I, I feel like that's that's pretty incredible. But I, I kind of hedged because I mean I've got Tom Cruise at second, so I'm acknowledging like at some point you know that volume conversation comes into play. And I, I guess for right now I put Daniel Day Lewis at the top, but then yeah, Tom Cruise is right there behind him, just churning out movies left and right. So it's clear our lists were giant clusters and we were inconsistent as we made them with everything. Yeah. So so that's how we got to our, our one through five. It, and obviously it's going to be different for everybody. I mean, you know, some people are going to like, I mean, way more Stallone movies than even we do. It seems weird, but I mean, it's possible. So they might argue for that. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like we had you, a good you list. You cannot argue for the escape plan two and three. <laughs> I mean, even one is a, is a stretch, but you're like, okay, first time... Stallone and Schwarzenegger yeah. really get to act together. You may have some nostalgia there, but you watch the second and third one and you want to shoot yourself in the face. <laughs> yeah, it is tough to get through all that. I mean, I couldn't in good conscience put Sly on here. I mean, as much as I'd want to prop up Rocky and Rambo, there's just way too much other stuff. But by the numbers, he might from a volume standpoint. He might. I mean, it's there. He's got a lot. You got to slide in the occasional cliffhanger in there. Yeah. <laughs> movie so a couple of guys that uh i did consider that uh, didn't make the list obviously you named a couple on yours but i thought about josh brolin mm-hmm. uh and then also michael kane michael kane God, I, I, I really hard. wanted the, i really wanted a that guy and michael kane was kind of my that guy to get into 
I feel like he he just kind of shows up in a lot of these movies, a lot of Christopher Nolan movies. Yep. So I thought that'd help him out, but he's got some really bad stuff too. Yep. And I couldn't I couldn't get him there. And yeah. Josh Brolin, he's had a lot of great movies lately. Yes. Um, but you go from Goonies and then a, a blank for thirty years, and then he starts rolling. I think in about ten years or twenty years from now, he'll be on that list. Um, but right now, he's not there yet. Yeah. For me, Christian Bale was the one that I was I was weighing. I was surprised at his. Yeah, that I wasn't all that impressed with the movies. Yeah, that he he is phenomenal in them, mm-hmm. and but the movies weren't very high on my my list. Yeah, I mean uh, the ones I had were all the Batman's, American Psycho, Prestige, Big Short, American Hustle, Ford Ferrari, The Fighter, and Equilibrium, and then then you start getting into the OKs. And when I really took a look at that, I was like. That that's probably better than most actors, sure, but it's not going to top any of the guys that I put on here. My top Gleason. <laughs> Gleason was a stretch. I and he was. you're lucky. Uh, I, you're lucky. Fully, I like him. fully admit. Fully admit. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our top five. Uh, Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G R A F F. You can find me at at Tubus Garrett, G A R R E T T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at Tubus Movies. You can also email us at Tubusmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, everywhere you listen, we are there. If you are on Apple, be sure to leave a review, let everybody know how much you like the show. We're going to be back to an actual movie in theater next week. We are lined up for The Invisible Man. Invisible Man, not Hollow Man. No, I actually thought about that today when I was thinking about The Invisible Man. I I just started to wonder. I was like, did they just not have the rights to call it Invisible Man? And so they just, like, called it Hollow Man because they could get away with a trademark? Like, I wonder how that came about. Because he's not Hollow. Should we watch Hollow Man before we watch Invisible Man? No, I don't want to. It's got to make it better. (laughs) It probably will. (laughs) Yep, so that's what you have to look forward to uh, next week. Go Chiefs. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Always. We'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!